All right, guys, before we step into our Twitter questions, we'd like to thank Jad for coming on. He had to step out. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed his time with the pod. I think he brought a, a nice little extra view to me and Zach. Zach, what, how did you feel about our guest? I think he did a really good job, and uh, I'm thinking about making this loan move uh, permanent or uh, possibly extending the loan move. For I like, uh, the, I like the sound of that. I like hey, that. Amen. Jad, Jad was a, a great addition. He's a, he truly is a true blue. He uh, mentioned the Austin Bar. He is part of the Austin Blues, and he he tries to go there as much as possible, even now that he's living in Dallas. So, again, Jad, thank you so much. But Zach, it's time that we kind of acknowledge some of our Red Bulls, and we go through some of their questions. So, first off is once again our our Swedish gentleman, uh, Lenartsen. Mr. Lenartsen coming in with two more questions. So uh, we addressed the first one in our positives, but number two for him was we still have a chance to keep, sell, or loan some players. So let's go through them. I'll kind of just quick fire these, all right? So Marcus Alonso, keep, sell, sell, loan. Keep. I completely agree. We don't have depth at left back. Keep Marcus Alonso. Davide Zapacosta. Uh, Sell. Hopefully we can get a sale. I'm saying anything an option to buy. Anything think, over 15 million, I think. Yeah, take take it, take it. Let him get out of here. Let him continue his career. Mishi Bachuai. I don't think Frank's gonna use him. I don't think another loan move is really what he needs. Um, so I'm gonna go sell. But the my, my, the only caveat I have is I don't know if we can recoup all of our money for him. So I think a loan move would be more realistic. I say keep. So interesting. I, I think that, you know, we don't have a surefire answer yet at Ford and, and he does like to score. For example, today playing for the under 23s, he bagged himself a brace. I know he played under 23 there, but somehow, some way, Mishibachuai finds a way to score. So why not keep him for now? Worst case scenario, the January window, we can figure it out then. And then the last name he has on this list is Tim Webaka Yoko. Oh, Sell. Please. Please, Lord, sell him. <laughs> I, I will pay for his contract. That will start a um, GoFundMe to make this move happen. He is burning a huge pocket uh, hole in our pockets right now. He's not playing. He's definitely not in the plans. Let him go back to France and, and prosper where he was he once he, touted one of the best players in Europe. He should go Baca to Monaco. Um. Lenartsen's uh, last question was Wait, really man game. you're not gonna give me that one that was kind of punny wasn't it <laughs> see now you got it see no 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 it, it doesn't work next question next question let's move on pretend that <laughs> well, didn't happen <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick's other question talked about form I think we addressed that earlier in the fact that we're not truly worried just yet plus this season truly is a project so again two weeks into the season there's a lot of shakeup. we've seen crazy stuff Again, Brighton beating Watford 3-0. The fact that we're only three points behind Man City two weeks in, there, there's still there's still some chance of the, the table shuffling. So for now, I'm not worried about form. Zach, are you? No, no. I said it before. I'm not worried about form. I'm not going to be worried about form all season long. Um, the only way I'll be worried about it is if we're winless around Christmas time. But that's not going <laughs> to happen because we're going to win this weekend. There you go. That's all I like to hear. Now back to another one of our rep ultras. Ron, once again, at Bone Daddy Cool, at Bone Daddy Deluxe, the man himself. 
His question goes, Jorginho, appreciation tweet. This is the kind of player we need at this club at the moment. Humble, leads by example, and works his ass off, which brings me to, outside of fatigue, I think we looked completely different once our future captain, see, I'm not the only one that thinks so, Jorginho was subbed off. We weren't able to control the ball as well. What, what are your thoughts? I think Jorginho's uh, part Venezuelan because it, it, there's something with Venezuela and Jorginho that just mix perfectly and seamlessly. Um, no, I, I, I genuinely think uh, Jorginho is uh, is definitely a candidate for the captaincy. I wouldn't make him, you know, my first choice captain, but I love the guy and 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 I was the I was the target of this podcast last season when it came to shitting on Jorginho, wasn't I? Uh, shout out to, to angry Chelsea fan. But yeah, no, I, I love Jorginho. I think he's been phenomenal. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Frank adapts his role in the squad as the season goes on, because I definitely think that he could be deployed a little bit higher up the pitch, similar to Cesc Fabregas type of role uh, under Antonio Conte and Jose Mourinho. Um, to More specifically to this game, I definitely thought that uh, the cleanness in some of our passes was gone. I, I do think that the energy level at that point was the big concern. We were getting absolutely destroyed. So bringing Kovacic on made sense to me. Obviously, it took away a little bit in our buildup. But with that little mid amount of time left, we were definitely just pumping the ball up there. So I didn't think it was too much of an issue for this situation. But we definitely lose something in our buildup when Jorginho is not on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next question is brought to us us by dylan at dylan underscore lee four he kind of had the same structure as ron he goes emerson appreciation tweet also what do you guys prefer the four two three one or the four three three hmm i mean they're basically one and the same aren't they i mean i guess in the attack it sort of turns into a four three three um and then when we're defending it turns into a four two three one so uh i mean i'm gonna go both i guess but uh, just for this, just for the fact that I'm a footballing purist, I love to see classic formations. And uh, as as much as the four three three is a classic formation, um, I'm gonna go with the four two three one here. Um, I just think it's more solid defensively. I think Angolo Conte shines when he has a partner at the pivot, and I think that position uh, right next to Angolo Conte is tailor made for players like Mateo Kovacic and Jorginho. I think we'll see the best out of them in a formation that looks like that adverse to what sorry said last season about this nonsense Jorginho can't play in a 4-2-3-1 um I'm actually gonna go with a 4-3-3 I actually think that it's easier for us to determine the the lines between defense midfield and uh the forwards I also think that it adds a little bit of unpredictability to the attack yeah uh, you you can add it, it can be your left center mid or your right center mid that goes up Again, that's how Mason Mount actually created his goal. He was he was able to sneak up on Ndidi because he was coming from that left center mid position to pressure him. I just think it, it adds a little bit of an, a kind of incognito of, of who do you expect to come up when, it's, when the team is attacking against you. So I, I like the 4-3-3 more so, and I think it, it kind of just opens up a couple of spaces more. The, the players aren't as static in the buildup. So for me, it's a 4-3-3. I mean, I, the 4-3-3 is definitely the more fluid of the two. I, I mean, I, it's arguably the most fluid system in football. You look at this whole total football identity in the Netherlands, and you got, you know, Pep's revolution of the 4-3-3. And, uh, you know, so our club especially has seen a lot of success with the 4-3-3 as well. But, yeah, definitely the more more fluid system there. But, Andres, I mean, you got to admit, 
don't you miss the good old days of Jose Mourinho's four two three one? That very rigid, strong, uh, organized. You know, three just three defensive lines basically. I, it, it, it's beautiful to see. It's a thing of beauty. But I mean, I was a center back, so <laughs> I have a soft spot for that man. <laughs> Fair enough. And then our, our final question, I think this one needs a little bit more thought, but it's from at Bobby Toddy. And his question is, what is our offensive identity? Andres, what do you think our offensive identity is? So I think that our offensive identity is going to go hand in hand to when we figure out our defensive identity. So yeah. I think that right now Frank is trying to figure out whether we're going to be more of a possession side with directness or if we're going to be just – as you always like to call it, the heavy metal counter-pressing side. So I think right now you can't just do both all the time. You mentioned how teams like Tottenham in Pochettino's early days would just fade out, how Liverpool has even had to adapt for for such a thing. So for me, I kind of hope that we go back to a more solid defensive structure by by doing more of a mid-block and picking and choosing when we pressure and using the fact that we are very fluid in attack and, and ve- can very much possess around teams and do that rather than the hardcore smash mouth. Let's just run at them and force errors all the time because there, there needs to be a little bit of structure and method to the madness. Right. So I think I, I would prefer us to be more of a Frank style possession team. You know, just to kind of validate what you said, Frank, alluded to that after the match he was asked you know is you know your team has this offensive style you know they want to score a lot of goals and frank kind of took a step back there and said well yeah of course we want to score goals and we want to push forward but if we're leaking uh if if we're leaking chances at the back and just constantly giving the other team opportunities to score every you know seven to ten minutes then what's the point of attacking so I definitely think that we don't have an attack, uh, an offensive identity as of yet, and there's a few reasons why. I mean, one, because we still can't defend, and you can't attack if you can't defend. And number mm-hmm. two, we're missing a lot of our attacking talent. Loftus-Cheek, Callum Hudson-Odoi. Um, I mean, you, you're a fan of Michi. You want to see him back in his side. Maybe he could provide something. We still haven't seen Tammy Abraham score. That's a player, by the way. If he gets his first, I said it last week, if he gets his first, it's game over for everybody because the guy bags goals in bunches. So I do think we have to shore things up at the back first before we can move, before we can uh, talk about any sort of offensive identity with our team. But if I had to take a stab in the dark and I had to take a guess, Frank loves him a number 10, doesn't he? He's always playing with a number 10, whether we are in a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1. There's always someone in an advanced role trying to get in between the lines. So I think that's definitely something that uh, that might be making a comeback in the Premier League. You know, it has been a forgotten position for a few years. So And it's been a forgotten position at Chelsea ever since Juan Mata left. We really haven't had a natural number 10. So, you know, this is great. We, we basically have three in a side between uh, RLC, Mount, and Barkley. So let's see what the season holds. But... Uh, it, you know, um, I, I, I think that would be our identity would be we have a number 10 playing close uh, and, and sort of working in tandem with the striker while the wingers do their thing. Yeah, no. And, and just to clarify, I'm not saying that I want Mishi to play. I'm just saying that we do have a third option. And I actually think that it would be a kind of a bad thing. We have to rely on Mishi to be our consistent striker. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, just wanted to clarify that. But 
Zach, that kind of brings us to the end of our podcast. So I'll let you take it away from here. All right, guys. End of our show. As always, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Romans Empire Pod. Uh, make sure you download our show. We're on SoundCloud. We're on, on uh, iTunes. We are on basically any third-party app, Apple or Android. Download it. Give us a listen. Let us know what you think. Andres, I know I speak. I, I know we speak for all three of us, uh, Psalm included, that we have been absolutely humbled by the amount of listens we've been getting lately. We are a small-time podcast. We don't consider ourselves. Uh, we we don't consider ourselves experts or pros or insiders on any of this shit. Um, we're just a bunch of Chelsea fans that love to talk Chelsea and talk shit about everyone else. So that's basically how we started, and uh, and it's just so great to see where we started and where we're at now. So. Andres, as always, thank you for coming on to the show. Um, everybody, make sure you check out his new podcast, Student of the Game. It's fucking awesome. Trust me, fantastic soccer content. You could also follow him on Instagram. Andres, do you mind plugging in your Twitter uh, your Twitter handle? Because I can't remember it off the top of the head. Yeah, on both Instagram and, and Twitter, it's at S-O-G underscore footy pod. And footy is spelled F-O-O-T-I-E. Um, I really appreciate that, Zach. Yeah, if you guys want to get some non-Chelsea football content, uh, go ahead and give us a follow. I'm still working on Apple. I do have it on Anchor and Spotify at this point. And by the time you're listening to this, my weekend wrap-up episode should be up there where I discuss uh, kind of games around Europe's top five leagues that I think are noteworthy and why they impact the current league standings. So, yeah, support us. Support me on there if you'd like. And Obviously, I'm going to have Zach and Sam help me out on that podcast here and there as well. So the trio isn't isn't not coming to the new pod. <laughs> yes, guys. I do know more about soccer besides Chelsea. So there you go. But anyways, until next time, keep the blue flag flying high.